You're listening to the Best Day Ever podcast with Carly Hartman. This is your go-to spot for practical tips and tricks on how to be an entrepreneur, stay motivated, live life to the fullest, and chase your dreams. If you are ready to live today like it's the best day ever, then let's get started. Here's your host, speaker, educator, entrepreneur, and photographer, Carly Hartman. Hi, everybody. I am so excited for today's episode. But first, you know the drill. If you want to join my monthly membership coaching program to help turn your Instagram into a business, click down below in the show notes to get enrolled in Insta CEO right now. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Best Day Ever podcast. Today, I'm so excited to have my lovely guest, Jennifer Sanzo, on with us. She is incredible, a wonderful businesswoman. She is killing it in her field. And I just wanted to talk with her today, interview her today about her journey and just kind of like learning about how she pushed through, how she has grown so much in this like business world, right? And how she's impacted people. So without further ado, Jennifer, can you please share with us your story first of how you got into doing what you're doing today? Sure. Well, thanks for having me on. This is fun. I'm excited. Yes. I have, <laughs> I have a little bit of an unconventional road to entrepreneurship. Um, so I guess I'll start with the fact that this is not even close to what I ever pictured myself doing. I actually have two degrees, one of which is English literature and the other is a master's in elementary education. Wow. So I thought I was going to teacher. Yes, I know. So when I moved to Rochester 12 years ago, I was looking to pursue my PhD. I had gone as far to interview with the dean and I was going to do this five-year doctoral program wow. and focus on Elizabethan literature. Like that was the original life plan. And at the time I was an adjunct professor at a community college and I found out I was pregnant. And then that was like, okay, so five years full-time school and having a baby does not sound like a great plan. And adjuncts don't get paid a lot of money. So when I did the math of what would be left over every month after I paid for daycare, I was going to be $40 in the hole every month. Wow. So that didn't seem like a good plan. So I decided I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. If my mom stayed home, I was going to stay home. I was going to make my own baby food and do all the things. And that, yeah. that lasted about 10 months. And then I was like, perhaps this is not conducive to my personality type. <laughs> yeah. So I started a blog. So this is back, gosh, 2010. I started a blog. So blogging was relatively new, especially in Rochester, New York, which is where I live. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was the first fashion blogger in Rochester. So it, it was this novelty and it sort of took off right away and I was hyper local. So I did a lot of stuff with local designers and makers and boutiques, it's kind of a micro influencer before that was really a thing. So I think that's why it took off right away. So I had my blog, which ended up birthing a styling business and a personal shopping business, which then led to me doing product reviews on said blog, which is how I got shampoo sent to me to review wow and that is how i ended up doing network marketing that's so i know that's like a very long story but it's it's 
interesting how it all pieced together. Yes. And that's what I love telling people because it's like, oh, I love hearing our stories because we all start in different ways. And sometimes we're not where we are now because we planned it. Like it just kind of happens and it literally drops in your lap. Yeah. So that's what happened for me is I got these samples of this hair care product and used it, loved it, shared a before and after picture on social. And then it was the response to that where everybody was commenting, asking me where to buy it, that I went on this girl's website and literally recruited myself. So I didn't want to do parties or carry inventory or deal with order minimums. Those were like my non-negotiables. And I thought, you know, I'm already, I already have all these affiliate relationships with brands. So this is really no different than the affiliate marketing I'm already doing. I'll blog about it once a month and we'll see what happens. And what ended up happening is it took off like you wouldn't believe. And now I run a multi-million dollar sales organization, which sounds ridiculous. Uh, spanning from Hawaii to the United Kingdom. And it's, I mean, I couldn't be any happier. I absolutely love it. That's so not what I never thought I'd be doing. Right. And just so the audience knows, this is for Monet, right? So, yes. and how long have you been doing it for? So I've been with them for a little over four years. It was four years in March. Wow. That's so awesome. And you just do it full time. Yeah, at this point, it is it is full time. I do still have my styling business, but I'm very selective of of my clients taking on new clients, and it's nice that I can be. I still do it because I because I love it. I still love that fashion side of things. Of course, right? We got to have those hobbies, you know, yeah. <laughs> monetize. So, as you've been building this business with your amazing Monet company. Um, how was it adjusting to that of like building a client base? Because there is a lot of like competition out there, I would say, right? Is a safe thing to say. You have other consultants and you have you other brands and things. And like, how did, how was it building that clientele? I think for me, it was a matter of being my own brand and not so much worrying about what anybody else was doing. And I feel like yeah. that's where, people tend to get lost is they try to be what other people want instead of defining who they want to be and who they want to attract. Right. I think sometimes we get it twisted and we try to be something that we're not. And then that's when we get into trouble. So I was always just me and sort of selling that brand. That's Jenny Sanzo, who is like a little bit quirky and a mom and not afraid to make fun of herself. And that's kind of what connected with people was just those personal relationships. Right. And that's what I love to tell my network marketing crew of people that I get to help and help make money on Instagram. Basically, you don't have to have 10,000, 20,000 followers to monetize. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yeah. I, I don't even know if I, maybe I had about a thousand when I first started. And even now I'm still under 5,000, you know, working my way towards the swipe up. Yeah. But the, the, I know it sounds a little silly, but I feel like the smaller your audience, the more influence you have over them. Yes. Because, kind of opposite than what you might think. Yes. So 
my little crew that I've got really trust me for, for product recommendations and um, connect with me on a personal level. So I feel like I have maybe even more influence over them. I feel like people get caught up in the follower count thing. And it, it doesn't necessarily mean that the higher the number, the more successful you're going to be or the more influence you have. Right. It really comes to conversion and connecting with people. Right. That's so huge. And it's, it's just important that we tell our story and that that's what sells, like our story sells. And, you know, you touching on why you use the product you're selling will always yes. increase that buyer rate because you are being authentic. You are being true. People love following a, a journey that you are experiencing, right? And that's what's awesome about social media too. It was always, for me, it was always about sharing experiences with the product. So my own personal experiences, my customers' results, my experience building this business and what that looks like, and not so much stock graphics and slap my link like and for some reason yeah. I feel like network marketers tend to get like caught caught doing that more than other brands and I don't know why that is I don't know if it's lack of training or or what but I know when I'm coaching my team it's lead with your personal experience with the product and try to either educate somebody or inspire somebody and if it's not doing one of those things don't post it Right. No, I think it's huge because it's like people can relate to you first before they're ever going to trust you with their credit card. And so if you can like speak to them with like, yeah, like this really changed my life. If you want to know more, just like, let me know. Let's have a conversation. That's what I think is a huge like part with network marketing is it's no different than if you were working with a brand, just talk about it, why it has impacted your life. And that's why it'll be huge across the board. Yeah. And I think it's funny. I just had this conversation with um, one of the stylists on my team who was talking about one of her good girlfriends who's a blogger influencer and saying how it's, it's funny how there's this misconception that network marketing is any different from any other brand relationship. Right. You just make more money on it too. It's like... <laughs> Yes. And then it's funny. I said that too. I go, yeah, I mean, seven, if I could get 7% with an affiliate program, that was awesome, you know, and they'd be happy right. with a 1%, version, you know, so yes, people just don't know what they don't know. I feel like. <laughs> right. And so when, if you could go to, again, I like to keep it motivational too. And here, so business and motivation with this podcast, because I think it's huge. They go hand in hand. If we're not motivated, we're not going to continue our business because sometimes people are mean. Sometimes clients can suck. Sometimes your higher ups can suck, whatever. It's like people can just be in a bad mood. Yep. So if you could go back to maybe yourself in college or, you know, you can say your 18 year old self or, you know, that girl before you were embarking on this huge journey you just told me about, what would you tell her? Because now you know how you have ended up and where you're going, but back then you may not have known what you're going to step into. So what would you tell her if you could tell her something now? To, to release from other people's expectations and their opinions and worrying about what they're going to think. Cause I think that's the number one thing that holds people back. And I, I honestly think it's why 
I went into my original career when if I look back, like I've always been an entrepreneur. Like as a little kid, I was painting seashells and selling them on the end of my driveway. So I've, I've always had that in me. So I, I don't know why I didn't always want to go into business. You know no. what I mean? So I feel like it was just more what other people wanted me to do instead of just trusting my gut and not worrying about what other people thought of my decisions. So that, that would probably be the biggest piece of advice is to, you know, release yourself from other people's expectations. I think Rachel Hollis, how did she put it? Other, other people's opinions of you are none of your business or something yeah. to that effect. I might be butchering her, but it's something to that effect where like, if you could just not worry about what other people are going to think, you will be a thousand times happier and a thousand times more productive. Right. And so set free from all of that, you know, self-inflicting doubt. It's like, just do it. Um, I think that's huge. I love that. Thank you for and sharing. I, yeah. I also think we think other people are thinking about us more than they are. <laughs> I think once we realize that they're really not thinking about you anyway, and if they're fixated on what it is you're doing, that is their problem, not yours. I mean, how much time do you spend worrying about someone else's career decisions? Right. Probably exactly. zero. Yeah. So why would they be doing it to you? Exactly. exactly. I love that. That's so huge. I think it's awesome. And plus what I like to say a lot is like, people are not going to like your vision all the time because it's not their vision. Like it wasn't given to them. And so you're going to come across obstacles in business just because you are literally putting yourself out there completely. And so like, don't doubt your vision just because someone else is saying it, it's stupid. It's like, okay, sorry you feel that way. Hopefully I can change your mind. It's like, but I'll see you on the other side because I don't need to like deal with this right now. Absolutely. Yeah, that's huge. So since this is called the best day of our podcast, I like to ask my guests simply because too, I love learning how to have more of the best in every day, even though it is kind of my life motto. I have the best day ever by finding and choosing thankfulness in situations. So with you, how would you say you can find the best in every day? Because you know, every day isn't the best day ever. A lot of days can be hard and it, it can suck sometimes, but how can we still... How do you still get to find that happiness or that joy at the end of the day and be like, you know what? Today was a good one. I think mindset is huge. So yeah. one, I, one of my things I say a lot is that happiness is an inside job. Mm -hmm. And I think remembering that, that we're, we're not in control of what happens to us, but we're in control yeah. of how we react to it and our attitude and how we look at things. And my husband is actually, his gift is perspective. So when I do go off the rails and I lose sight of my own advice, yeah. he's really great at putting things into perspective. So like if it's not going to matter five years from now, don't spend five more minutes worrying about it kind of a thing. And knowing that no matter what is going on around you or what your circumstances are, and even though it might not feel like it, that you are in control and that just your own attitude and your own um, mindset can really change everything. Absolutely. No, I think it's huge. Like, for example, if like, I can just use it as an example, like if someone like, cuts you off, on the road and then like you both like pull into a drive through or something and it's like 
and you're like so angry at them. But what if you choose to like buy their Starbucks behind you or something like that or in front of you or something where you're like, I'm just going to bless them anyways, even though I'm so angry, it could really affect your day. But how about you choose to make their day instead? You know, it's like, and it's, it's true. And if you're, if you are ever having one of those awful days where you're just like, everything is going wrong and you are in such a funk, the best way to snap yourself out of it is by blessing somebody else. Even if it's just yeah. paying somebody a compliment, which is That's free. Yep. It's free. Uh, <laughs> you can, you can turn it around because there's not enough of, not enough of that at all. Yeah. And so we can be that change that we want to see. Like, I love that quote, be the change. Yeah. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So that's huge. Thank you so much for sharing your perspective on that. Um, I think also what, what I got out of what you said is like having someone around you to hold you accountable. Um, because it's like when you, you're feeling down, like you can have someone else like help you. Cause sometimes we just need that. We can't be, um, trying to do this all on our own. Sometimes we need a little someone to lift us up sometimes as well. So that's and it's really, it's really important to be aware of your circle and if they're bringing you up or yeah. bringing you down. Huge. I don't think I realized how, how valuable the right friends and the right circle are. And in the last few years, I've met some people and spent more time with people who I didn't know before, but who are just um, very positive, very ambitious, very... Um, they're just like servant leaders, like people that I want to be more like. Right. And the more time you spend with people that are like that, who are big thinkers, who are, um, you know, share the same values as you and are on that same path, it, it really does help. Because sometimes we don't even realize it, that some, some people that are close to us are having that negative effect. Right. So just kind of be aware of of relationships and how they're impacting you. Yes. And your close circle. Cause you are who you hang out with. So yes. that's huge. And so as like a last like plug, where can we follow you and just see all that you're doing and be a part of your team if we want to like tell yeah. us all the things. <laughs> we are, um, the best way to get in touch with me is Instagram. I'm at Jenny Sanzo. Um, I'm also at Jenny Sanzo on Twitter. Um, I'm on Facebook, but Instagram is, is, is my jam. It's what I would rather consume anyway. So I, that gets the most energy. That's where my stories are good. Facebook is a little bit sad for me lately. So if you want to find me at Jenny Sanzo, S-A-N-Z-O, and it's Jenny with a Y and send me a message, say hi. Yes. And I'll link it down below in our show notes too. So you guys can get to know Jenny more. But thank you so much for coming on today. I appreciate oh, your time. Absolutely. And what you shared was so powerful. Like we really like think a lot alike, which is what I love too. So thank you for sharing awesome. everything. Yes, Jenny, have a beautiful day. We will see you yeah. next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Day Ever podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode and all others at carlyhartman.com forward slash podcast. We can't wait to see you next time. Have the best day ever.